Open for business? Because mine would say closed for business. No, it's a book. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. That's all you need to know. Uh, thank you very much for joining the program. Thanks for being a listener. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. I saw a tweet from somebody talking about, it was like, it's like you know how you see tweets and it's just like, you know, somebody liked it and now it's like in your timeline? I don't know if I like that. I feel, and I know... People unfollow me because I'm a liker. Like if you say something I like, I want to acknowledge it. But I saw somebody liked a tweet and it was talking about like ranking the best. Hold on, I need some water. Ranking the best TV show theme songs. And I think they had a team up there pretty high, which is pretty good. But Magnum PI it was a top 10 and Magnum PI was completely left off the list. And to me, that's number I mean, it's arguable. It's number one for me, but it could be in the top three. The thing is that all the top TV theme songs are by the same composer, Mike Post. He's the guy who fucking dominated the 80s. He did all the Stephen J. Cannell shit. He did Law and, or- or, yeah, Law and Order, L.A. Law, all the laws. I mean, there's enough Stephen Bochco. He did all those. Every fucking show this guy did the music for. So it's like, because the tweet I saw was like, somebody should do a bracket of these or something. And I was like, yeah, but it's all one guy. It's one guy competing up against himself. And the guy's a fucking star. Just, we, we should do a show just celebrating Mike Post. Oh my God, Ed, make a note of that. Uh, joining me now, co-host the program, Ed Daly. Ed, make a note. It's a, crazy. A it's Mike, crazy. A Mike when you're Post talking about- celebration. Yeah, when you were talking about top theme songs, and as you were introducing it, I was thinking, well, besides Magnum PI being number one, what would be the what would be the others? But th- that music is is iconic. Yeah, there. Oh, now, so good. A team is good, but yeah. I never. Chips. I gotta be honest. I never dug. The whole intro explaining shit with the A team. It was it was too much talking. How great, mad great music. Now, but you know, did, in did 1972, they, a crack commando unit. Yeah. If you did can they do find that? all that, it's like, hey, buddy, every song. Did they do that every week? Because you know how Mash maybe by like later seasons. Yeah, like Mash. Early on, they would have the whole song at the beginning with the, like vocals. Or well, just like the, the whole song plate. Suicide is Painless was yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. it was a huge bummer when it right. was just the instrumental. <laughs> I, I, the word Suicide is Painless was less depressing than that yeah. all music. I mean, in retrospect, MASH was pretty much a bummer. It was a huge bummer. It was, I feel like the reruns were on right after different strokes or something yeah. where yeah. something I was watching and enjoying. And then you hear... It was yes. like that awful trumpet version of Suicide is Painless. And I, I couldn't run to the television fast enough because 
Yeah, I'm that fucking old. I didn't have a remote control. Pretty old. (laughs) It was one of the two things my stepdad insisted on watching. Like he wasn't a TV guy, but if the Laker game was on, the whole the entire Laker game was on the entire time it was on. And when MASH came on at 7 p.m., assuming the Lakers weren't playing, a rerun of MASH was playing every night at 7 p.m. in our house. And who's 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 going to hold the nickname guy accountable? Whoever named Hot Lips Houlihan. <laughs> this was a real low bar back then. Yeah, real low. Extremely low bar. And like she, you know, she was having an affair with Frank Burns. Now, Frank Burns. That that was like the good part of the show. They would fuck with Frank Burns a little bit, and it would be mm-hmm. like two percent that, and then ninety eight percent like Korea subbing for Vietnam, and the, just the yeah. fucking sadness and patheticness of war. Um, but it was like it was like assumed that she was way too hot for him, and I was like, yeah, they're about on the same level, right? Like every and now clinger, and then, every clinger. now and then, Hawkeye would be banging a hot nurse, and that right. I would get into. Mm-hmm. Klinger, Klinger had a deal. yeah, he had a deal, but also he had two to three episodes worth of jokes in him, and yet they they had him going for fucking ever with the same stupid cross dressing joke to get out of the military. How about when you found out that Gary Berghoff had a deformed hand? And you would always be looking for it. Like at some point during your tenure of watching MASH, you found out Radar Radar O'Reilly had a fucked up hand. He was born with like a birth defect or something. And so then you're always looking for it. And they always had him like holding a pencil or holding a clipboard or something, hiding it. And you're always looking. Oh, you're like, oh, I kind of saw it. I kind of saw his fucked up hand. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, I got to be honest. I really wasn't lying when I said I ran to the television to change it. I don't know if I saw a full episode of that show. Oh, you well. And I knew about Radar's hand in the internet age. I didn't even know about this. Oh, not back then. Yeah. I knew about it. I don't know. I think my mom might have told me or something. And then forever, because it was always on. It was on every night at my house because it was in syndication at 7 p.m. I don't know if we should talk. Should we talk about... Alex Jones. <laughs> sure. Like sure. he got, he got, so he was like a big deal in the conspiracy theorist dummy. Like if you're a fucking dummy, you really like Alex Jones. And, and the thing about Alex Jones is, is that he's and to me, I don't care about him because he's just playing a character. All those people are just playing characters. Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly. They're all just do, they're doing an act. For you for to to get people to watch them and it's and it's an over the top thing and it's and the problem is that those characters are informing worldviews that's the problem that's the thing because there's dummies there's really stupid dumb people that are like oh this guy's the fucking sage this guy's got information that no one else has like some fucking fat fuck in texas that's fucking bright red from whiskey and tanning salons has all the fucking secret information on what's really happening in the world. Are you a fucking idiot? And so he got kicked off all these platforms and like, he's not on Facebook and cause he's getting sued, right? Like these, like the people that host his content are covering their own asses when they're like, Hey, 
Like when eventually this guy gets his fucking dick suit off by the Sandy Hook parents who are owed everything they can get from this fucking asshole. Eventually they're going to go, hey, also you guys knew he was full of shit and you guys knew he was inciting people to harass us and you were hosting his content. And they're like, hey, we better fucking get this shit off of here. What about free speech, man? It's not a First Amendment issue, dummy. Like he can still have a website on the internet that you can go to and he hear his stupid fucking content. Like it's there for you to have. No one's saying he can't say his stupid shit. Uh, unless what he's saying is inciting people to, to chase the families, the parents of murdered children around the country and knock on their fucking door and call them liars and actors. And, and, and didn't they do a, uh, what is it called? Doxing? Or no, uh, yeah, not yeah, doxing. Doxed, um, yeah, they, not just dox. Uh, what's the thing? Swatting? I think somebody swatted oh, one there, of those parents. Was there swatting? Was there Alex Jones related swatting? No, but the people who who get riled up by him, yes. I think one of them swatted uh, the wouldn't parents. Surprise me? It wouldn't surprise I know, me. And and all, same with the uh, the what Parkland survivors. Yeah. yeah, it's like let's just let's just agitate, and that that's fucked up to cops. Yeah, it is. Have to have to go on credible threats, or not even credible. They have to if they they hear something, they gotta go on them. Cops fucking shot a guy in Kansas because they thought he was a fucking madman with a gun because somebody called the SWAT team on him. Right? Like, do you think those cops felt really good about that the next day? Yeah. Did they they want to be going into that tense situation? No. No. Fuck all these. Anyway, fuck Alex Jones. But if you like him, like, go watch his stupid shit. Like, it's still available to you and you can have it like just not right. in the same not, place that it was before. He didn't get hauled off to jail. No, he's just not allowed to spread his lies on certain websites. Right. No but, one silenced him. You could still buy his protein right, his, powder and his whatever. Else I saw a good onion, a good onion uh, story. And I'm going to, I'm not even going to try to do it cause I'll butcher it. But it said something like Alex Jones convinced fans if they don't buy his supplements, they'll turn into Jews. <laughs> uh, that's so fucking funny. I would like to confirmation because we here at the Ball Lifestyle Podcast were Alex Jones age truthers. Yes, we are. Because he claims that he was born in 1974. Oh, I was going to say, didn't he claim he was less than 55? Yes, he claims that he's 44 years old, Ed. False. He's born in 1974. Just look at him. Look at his fucking face and tell me, oh, yeah, that guy's 44. Are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here. 44 plus 12. I need to see the birth. I need to see the documents. Show me the documents. We have the documents. I need to see. The fucking birth certificate, the long form one, the one that don't show me just the front because that can be doctored. Show me the fucking long form front and back. 1974. Alex Jones. I'm not buying it. Um, I think this is a uh, an important issue. And I will say at the time that he was bounced and even into the 80s. The country was pretty split on Richard Nixon. But yeah, yes. for some reason, in the couple decades since, yes. it has swung completely that, yeah, the guy was was a goon. He was oh. a bad president overall. But 
even I, I remember reading something into the eighties, like it was still fifty fifty. People wanted to weigh China versus war on drugs and breaking into your opponent's office and all that shit. Yeah. Um He opened to, up to China. That was his that was the thing he had going right. for him. China. But yeah. uh let's forget about all the other bullshit. Right. So anyway, um it came out today because tomorrow is the anniversary of him leaving the White House. Yeah. And somebody posted a picture of his final lunch in the White House. And it was pretty much like seeing a picture of the Tokolash attacking your wife. It, it was that disturbing. So you sent it to me. It was, somebody tweeted his final lunch in the White House. And I posted it to the Baller Lifestyle Facebook group. Oh, so, you did? Yeah, it's there because I need some just i need i mean oh it doesn't the picture as doesn't simple show as as simple as it is there's a lot to unpack in this picture our our buddy meli kanea responded no wonder he was forced to resign <laughs> it's you have to unfortunately the picture i posted it from my phone and the picture didn't show up like twitter okay, and facebook click on friends. it it's worth you gotta click so, on it. Yeah. so first of all should we go with the meal or should we go with the, the beverage well, it's it's a combined thing. I would start it's like with the a, it's meal. like a t- it's like a, a dinner tray, like uh, like yeah. watching TV while eating. It's it's weird that the president's place setting is on some sort of folding table. But I do like that if you look like if you kind of take in the room around it, it's he's got the same in the White House. He had the same wicker rattan dining set that my grandma had around that same time. I, it, I did, thought, it did look like my Nana's yeah, uh, set. I feel like it could be, like, it would have been a little more upscale. Oh, it is a silver tray. I was thinking it was a wicker tray. No, no it's it a, is a silver. It's a silver tray, but there's, I, I definitely see So that's see, the, see the classiest part of the picture. Yes. Because sure. you've got, you've got full on Nana situation. No, this, on. this has been served to him because it's on the presidential plate. Like it's on a silver right. platter, literally, and uh, with a knife and I, fork. I, I don't know what the yeah, knife's knife for. And, the, if you need a knife for this meal, there's something wrong. But also, I know they've got to spruce up the napkin display, but this is the saddest napkin display I've seen. It really is. Like, I mean, it looks it looks like if we asked my youngest son to make a perfect square, yeah, and he just yeah. kind of. It's like me folding a fitted sheet. Yeah, it's, it's just not like, quite there. It's kind of like somebody's trying to do a pocket square and they're trying to do a fancy one and they just, you know, like looks like somebody's about to stuff it in their suit and it's just not going to work out properly. No. Um so he's got that knife and fork and why does he have a knife and fork? Um I don't know. To Okay, so I don't know uh, what the knife's until- for. A delicious, a delicious fruit. Let's start with the the best part of the meal. Pineapple. Pi- oh, pineapple's great. But now, do you need a knife and fork for pineapple? Mm, okay. But what if I said let let's let's nicely display cut up pineapple on a plate? Oh, also, but then let's take an, a giant ice cream scooper. <laughs> yes. Of cottage cheese and put it in the middle. It should be noted, like, I don't know if Hawaii was a state at this point. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it rolled in in the 50s. But this is very clearly. I think 49 
yeah, think, this, maybe, or 50. One was like, 49. Alaska was 49. Hawaii was 50. Yeah. It, Something like that. This is very clearly canned pineapple. And I'm the president of the United States and I'm into pineapple. I want some fucking fresh pineapple. Like it's very easy to acquire fresh pineapple in this day and age. And I can't imagine it was too much more difficult in the seventies, but they're given the prez canned pineapple. You only do this move to a president. Well, two reasons. One, because you know, he's fucking out the door tomorrow. And two, because he doesn't know better that he's a classless boob. But you're, when you're the president, you get you get whatever you want. Like he asked yes, specifically. But if like, this is his last day, don't you they, think they there were some people? I mean, I have to think this was this date in 1974. Yeah. Water break was Watergate. two years. <laughs> water break. Well, Watergate yes. was breaking. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Watergate was breaking for the previous two years. You knew. The end was nigh. Yeah. So I got to think the guys in the kitchen were like, I mean, what's he going to do? Fire us? Right. You know? Like, the president wants lunch and just send up whatever. He couldn't be like, I'll have a turkey sandwich. You know how like Nick Saban, he doesn't, he's right. too, too focused on football. So he can't think about what he's going to have for lunch because he's – thinking about coaching he's thinking about his next opponent and recruiting. So every day at the same time, they bring him the exact same Turkey sandwich. So he never has to think about it. Maybe it's the same for Nixon. He got his canned pineapple and single scoop of cottage cheese at exactly the same time. Well, if, if he was eating the same thing every day for lunch, there's no way he would have gotten a second term. If this is, (laughs) if this is what a man chooses for his only lunch, true. Canned pineapple with an ice cream scoop of cottage cheese right in the middle. Yeah. And what? And what? Yeah. And then at least. beverage? You know, yeah. At least if you can wash it down. Like I'm leaving the White House and Nixon was a well-known drunk. So of course I, he would. The, the tapes would have him slurring words at the end of the night. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, bring me a can of original Coors or Paps Blue Ribbon or something American. I'm the president of the United States of America. This is the last day. I'm having my last lunch. Bring, I'm a drunk. Bring me a fucking yeah. beer. I need something stiff to wash down this canned pineapple with yeah. cottage cheese. Yeah. How about a tall glass of mood juice? It's just – I was like, was he seven years old when he resigned the presidency? Because he's got a giant glass of milk. Yeah, it's not like he had some cookies to dip that yeah. he was at least going out – little dessert swirl. Right. No, he's just going to wash down pineapple with milk. Yeah, it's not like he's got he's got a a bowl of dry frosted flakes there to pour it no. over. He's just going to drink he's it down. Drink some fucking milk with his pineapple. <laughs> I just citrus, I'm I'm not a milk drinker. Um citrus and milk, that's just nothing worse, right? Yeah, I got to think there was a lot of stomach aching going on the uh <laughs> on the uh, the uh, helicopter on the way yeah. out after, <laughs> after he flashed the V sign yeah. it was the D sign for diarrhea <laughs> he was like peace out yeah yeah, peace out I gotta shit my brains out on wh- whatever Air Force One the c- helicopter is 
That's so funny. Uh, yeah, check that out, guys. It, I put it on our our Facebook, and I just <laughs> did, made a screenshot and added the picture for those of you like me that are too lazy to click links. Yeah. Uh, let's. We have an email here. It just came in, okay. and it's just for you. I don't. I guess for I'm me? not allowed to respond to this one. Hey Ed, for some reason, even after I run my underwear through the laundry, it still tends to have remnants. Oh, oh. hold on! I hate that word. It's a trigger word for me. It still tends to have remnants of the foul smell that was there when I take them off and put them in the hamper. What's the best way to get that out while I'm washing my underwear? For the for the record, I only go with boxer briefs and boxers. Kevin near DC. Kev, I'm gonna ask you a simple question. Have you tried detergent? Yeah. Or, or switch switch up the detergent. You're, I'm or, a Tide more, Pod guy. Oh, are you? You, you smoke them? I chuck a couple Tide Pods in there. You chew, you chew them up for the high? <laughs> uh, which is, there's one bullshit thing about these Tide Pods. Yeah. They tell you for a large load... Yeah. You got to put in two. Oh, that's bullshit. I mean, don't can't you make it to make a Tide Pod that is one? Because who does extra small loads of laundry? Don't, well, you uh-huh. fill up the basket. Some people do, and there's somebody that's not here that'll be here later. That I, I would say, I would argue does too big a load of laundry. It can go too big. It can go too but big. Do you ever, clothes come but out do you ever wrinkled. do it? But do you ever do it with like five no. items of clothing? No. No. You do it with like a full amount. If like, I've like, if I've suddenly realized that, oh my God, I need this one pair of pants. I remember like when I used to work in restaurants and I'd be like, oh fuck, I haven't washed my, my tuxedo pants for work. I got to fucking wash those real quick. Uh, then I would do just like throw a few things in there or whatever. But no, you do a full load. Tuxedo but, pants in the washing you know machine? It. I have like black pants. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm just, I mean, Tide Pods, are you fucking Ed Rockefeller Daily? What do you mean? Ed, Ed Daily Carnegie? Andrew Carnegie Daily? Well, I get those, those 78 packs, those giant things, you, and then I don't think about it for are a while. You, are you a robber baron? Um, I, I mean, wear a top hat only when I when I. That's high end. Don't do laundry. Don't believe this bullshit that big detergents trying to sell you though. I do the. I go to Costco and I get the um the tub that like has a little pour spout on it, and they you give the liquid. Yeah, they give you a little cup and they're like fill this whole fucking cup to the top and I'm like give me that bullshit fill the cup to the top I fill it like a third of the way. Wow. And it it's fine. It's. I mean that shit suds you sure about that? up. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I know. I'm aware. I got one of those. I got one of those washers where you can see through the front door. I got a front loader. But did, have you gotten confirmation from someone who lives out that outside the house? Because what? you know how people f- must think that they've got an okay smell. Oh no, I got a but great the, smell. The true confirmation is outside the house. No, I got a great smell. A like we smell. we went to a little kids show thing that had to do with camp. And I sat in front of a guy who smelled like a hobo's bindle. Yeah, it happens. 
And guess what language you're speaking? English. French. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I I had a guy come into my office to audit me today. I won't get into the details. He was a, he worked for the county. Mm. He came in and he's, hopefully he's not listening, but he was a rotund fella. And he looked, he had that look like exactly like you would picture a, like Jake and the Fat Man kind yeah, of look. Yeah, he had like like he had a seventies look, but he appeared to be a young guy. Like he had a brown tie and a tan short sleeve dress shirt. And no, brown nobody pants. nobody under sixty has worn that look. No, he yeah he looked like he looked like the he looked like um, DB Cooper ate like four DB Coopers and then went bald. <laughs> um, he was he was of that he was of a different time, but he was a young guy. But anyway, he was there all day and I had the air on and, but I noticed that it was a bigger guy and he was sitting across from me and I noticed saddlebags. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He had big, he was, he was fat. I noticed that throughout the day, like his scent. He's pitting out. Yes. It slowly came on. And I'm like, oh, it kind of stinks in here. And then it kind of got stronger. And I'm like, oh my God, it's this fucking guy. This guy's giant fat body is, is secreting something. And it's, I've been in a room with him the whole day. And it's just, it's just what happens to this guy. It's just how he functions. What, what kind slowly, of temperature are you talking? No, I, I keep the air like seven. You're not one of these months. Oh. What? What's that too warm? 72 is the max. The max. Oh, really? You don't. Yes. You, you, put 70, it, you put it down to 60. No, but I'm saying daytime temperature 72 is the, the hottest it can be. Oh, I do 73. 73 is just enough to make you a little ag- agitated. Well, you know, I definitely when it turns, I, I will notice. I'll be like when the temperature is creeping up, I'll, I'll be kind of like, hey, when's that air going to come on? And then it clicks on. So maybe if I had it at yeah, 70. So if you go 72, I you don't that. have that feeling. Yeah, you know I what wouldn't I mean? notice that. Like, yeah. You're not kind of just pissed off that you're not feeling anything yet. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm worried about Kevin near DC here. He's, he yeah, needs Kevin, to use some – he needs to switch brands maybe. Well, it seems like a couple things. Yeah, what's going – oh, he's asked your advice only, so go ahead. Well, this is a, a team effort, but yeah. number one, I hope – Flushable wipes are involved. I don't want to be smelling ass, Evan. I mean, I fear he's describing bacon strips. Yeah, and he used the word, and I'm... Nah, don't use it. The R word. I don't want to say it again, but I will. Remnants. Yeah. It... It seems... You don't get remnants. Oh, God. It sounds so much worse when you say it. (laughs) You don't get the R word. If I'm not saying everything smells great at the end of the day, but the R word appears when there's not wipes involved. Yeah. Yeah. You got to clean yourself, buddy. You got to clean your ass. You got to figure out a system. And I, I have to think work is involved because they usually don't have the best paper. You got to have some sort of disposable little mini pack 
for that purpose. Oh, I do that. I bring them. I have of course. A, bring them in like my messenger bag, like where I keep my computer. I got wipes in there. Because you can get myself. just like a little to-go version of those. All, you get the big you get the big container for home, but you get the little to-go version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you get those. Definitely. Um, here's another thing. Kevin near D.C. Mm-hmm. PG County, Kev, I yeah, think. Yeah. It's real humid out there, Ed. It's the summer right now. Yeah. It's fucking hot. It's humid. Those cicadas and the humidity. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Maybe he like takes the subway to work or something or some kind of, he's got to be The metro out. down there. Yeah, he's got to be outside for a while and you get those balls get going, mm-hmm. you know, and it happens quick. All this, you're like, oh, I'm fine. Just got out of the shower. I'm ready to go. And you get outside right. and all of a sudden, boom. Zero to a hundred. Those balls start to sweat. That's why I recommend a little gold bond powder, handful. And you and don't just liberally apply it, Kev. You get it all on the balls and the inner thighs. Get it all around the balls, like up towards the dick on either side, and then on the thighs. Oh, that noise. In the taint. Get it all in that area. Because that's you got something going on in your area. That's a little funky and it's, and it's not washing out and you can prevent you're thinking you're thinking you're, you got a defensive stra- strategy. You're like buddy Ryan thinking defense wins championships. And I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady, he throws Best about defense five, is six, a good offense. Yeah, five, 600 yards. He's fucking scoring at will guys got six or five. However many, I think he's got five super bowls. But to but to your point about you go with the Costco route, I go with the Tide Pods. Yep. But I know when we're in London, if that's a weird thing yeah. when you all of a sudden have to buy detergent yep. and you don't know any of the brands, right. but it still works. Yeah. So I think it's because there's too much on there to start. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. every detergent I've yeah. used, it smells like go that offense. detergent after it's done. Or maybe switch brands. You know how sometimes they say, and this never happens to me because I'm not like a real smelly person, but they say like use the same deodorant for too long. It'll quit on you. It doesn't work anymore. All of a sudden, oh my God, I, I put on my Mitchum this morning. I stink. I smell bad. And it's because you got to switch brands. Switch it up. Don't be afraid. Like maybe you've been like a surf guy. And I'm not saying... Kevin, I don't know your financial situation, but I'm not saying um, step up to the um, to the Jeff Bezos level Tide Pods that Ed Daly's going with, but <laughs> maybe just like go check out a different brand. Doesn't have to be more expensive. Just like switch off and see what a new brand does. Also, throw all those underwear away and start fresh. How much is a pack of underwear? Yeah. Like nine bucks for three. Get some. Get some wipes. And clean slate. You know, I don't have this issue because I don't wear any underwear unless I'm at the gym when I want to wear the gym kind. The rest of my I, life, I'm just maybe my rolling. reasoning is because I don't go boxer briefs. I go full boxer. I do, yeah. I want something that approximates not wearing underwear. Yeah. And then because I don't want anything hugging anything. He does both. This guy, but I need the I need the protection. Yeah, just in case. I just I just don't like the the feeling. Yeah. Of just pants. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that head, the glands of your penis, right. exactly rubbing on your fucking jeans. I get that. Yeah. Um. Let us know how it goes, Kevin. 
We're yeah, thoughts and prayers, buddy. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Uh, Ed, I saw this week, and I love when shit like this happens. Love it. Every college football coach you can name is probably the biggest piece of shit you could ever meet. <laughs> like, Except for Mark Richt. He seems like a real, like... Oh, yeah, he seems yeah, all right. God, He's God squatting guy, but seems yeah. like very decent. Um, I don't, Chip Kelly seems okay. He's got a beer belly. No, he doesn't. He's no, a, he doesn't. Yeah, no, he's a he bachelor. Hates, he, he's a football coach who seems to hate black people when he got to the Eagles. What is that true? He's, no. He's, yes. He, he all cut, the, he all cut the black guys, guys. They didn't fit his system. No, but LaShawn McCoy was is a piece of shit. Shady. But he was one guy. But all of these guys were like, yeah, he came in and he seemed to not like black people. No, he signed so, that guy from the Cowboys who just retired. What was his name? Didn't sign T.O. No, not T.O. <laughs> the running back. Who was the running back that was real good on the Cowboys? And then he was Did a free agent. Him? Yeah, and then he went to Philly. DeMarco Murray? DeMarco nah. Murray. Love nah. that guy. Nah. Okay. We, he, you know who's a nice guy? He's not a decent guy. You know, who's a, you know who I know is a decent guy? But I don't think he's a coach anymore because he's probably too nice of a guy. Mike. Okay, he was the coach at Oregon State. And then oh, Mike Riley. To, Mike yeah, Riley and then Nebraska. to Nebraska. Everybody nice talks about what a swell guy he was. Very friendly guy. And he he could compete at Oregon State with all those Juco, Samoan Juco transfers that he'd get. Right. That was a good place he for him. He went to the Heartland and didn't the Samoans didn't want to come. Didn't work. You can't get the Samoans to go there. You got to do with the corn-fed white shock, boys. Shock uh, corn. You got to you got wheat. Shock wheat. What you got to do is you got to run the fucking spread. Not the spread. The option. You got to run the fucking option and it's the only way to win at nebraska go back to the old uh, school was, style of football he used to have a pretty badass offense with uh oregon state yeah, he, he had like he had jaquiz rogers and yes. chad johnson and yes tj hoseman zada yeah he had some good players and then i don't know maybe i just backed right two two guys before his job but yeah, those are all the guys i could name from oregon state uh so so speaking of just giant pieces of shit Speaking of OSU, but not Oregon State. Right. Ohio State, their head coach, Irving Myers, he's everyone seems to think he's a good guy. What's going on with him? Yeah, remember when he had the fake heart attack when things were going bad? He's a big faker. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, So over the last week, the biggest story in college football broke. In short, uh, the great but recently fired by ESPN college football reporter Brett McMurphy learned that Urban Meyer had a domestic abuser on his staff. And essentially, there's a 99.99% chance that Irving Myers knew about it, yeah, tried to lie shit. about it, yep. and ultimately got caught. And at like Big Ten media days, he was playing dumb like a week ago, and it seems very implausible. Yeah. Uh, the abuser assistant football coach Zach Smith was shown the door, and Urban was put on paid leave while they investigate because there would be a big circus and practice just started. So they just said, you know, stay on your couch. We'll we'll look into this and we'll decide what to do with you. Well, stunning. He should have been fired immediately. By the way, like this is no paid leave. Paid yeah, leave. Paid leave. No. Okay, go on. Well, this this didn't sit well with the goobers in Columbus, Ohio. Right. About a hundred to two hundred Buckeye fans showed up at the stadium and held a rally for a guy who's being paid $6.4 million to sit at home. Oh, right. Well, they held a rally in support of the woman that was being abused by the football coach, and they're like, hey, don't 
you know, like don't hit women and don't, you know, make them live in fear that you're going to kill them every day. Right. They were like, yeah, right. You're supporting you're, the woman. You're leading young men. You're, you're teaching them right. ropes. Right. Yeah. And one, one white guy actually showed up holding a sign that said me too. But then underneath it said, me too. I support urban Meyer. Oh my God. What? And a hand. Imagine that. Imagine being that guy. Imagine what <laughs> his life is like. Go on. My favorite was there were a handful of anti-ESPN signs as well. And as I brought up in the beginning of the story, Brett <laughs> oh, yeah, McMurphy was fired by ESPN. He broke this story on Facebook because he's like a great reporter. Dude. And he's maybe he's just I promoting bet. the brand of Brett McMurphy, but he's not on ESPN. I bet he's got a job now. Yeah. So the leader of these goobers, a guy by the name of Tennessee Jeff, released Stop the following it. statement. That's not even the right state. How can you root for Ohio State if your fucking uh, you name know, is Tennessee his Jeff? Work. I'm sure he has a great job. Those he's, they don't even border brought, each other. No, but he must he must have some high level work in Tennessee. But anyway, he said this has nothing to do with our ex wide receiver coach or the accusations against him with his ex wife. I don't want to talk about that. I don't condone what he's accused of. I don't condone any of that stuff. This is not why I'm here. This is not why I drove 12 hours and you guys are standing out in 95 degree heat to talk about what he did or didn't do. Uh, one of the few people of color at the rally to support the Buckeye coach and domestic violence enabler was Ezekiel Elliott's dad, who oh, no. you might remember his son missed some time last season, like six games for beating up a woman. Yeah. So, Brian, how delightful is it to think that this mouth breather, Tennessee Jeff, showed up to hold a rally for a guy who's getting paid millions of dollars to do nothing? Um, It's just like you're so fucking pathetic. Like it's it's a 12 hour drive for that. Yeah. And it's a football team. Also, a 12 hour drive is a flight. Get on a fucking airplane. There's nowhere that worth driving 12 hours. Go drive. 45 minutes, get on a fucking airplane and fly there because 12 hours I, is too I far to drive. Understand, I can understand the four to five hour where you're like, yeah. this is really expensive flight. Yeah. Like I'm going to have to gut out this drive. 12 hours. No, what are you doing, buddy? Doing? And, and to go support And the Irving rally was Myers. like an hour. Irving Myers would not fucking piss off uh, – piss on you if you were on fire like he doesn't give a fuck about you he's never even smiled no that guy has never smiled he gives a fuck about irving myers like that's what he cares about that's why he's so successful because he only gives a fuck about himself that's how when things are going bad he has fake heart attacks yes exactly Friend of the show, Travis Rogers, has a very funny impression of him talking about how he wrote down on a piece of I took out oh, the, a piece of the notebook letter to paper. His daughter. Yeah, I wrote I wrote on a piece of notebook paper to my daughter. It's really funny. I'm not doing it justice. Right. Um fuck Irvin Meyer, fuck the Ohio State. Like just don't just because you like something, like for instance, if I if eventually I get that. John McEnroe tattoo on my leg that I've been wanting. I don't even like leg tattoos, but it's the only place it's going to fit. My upper thigh. 
if I ever get that John McEnroe tattoo or maybe on my ribs, but the thing is I have a tattoo on my ribs already and it fucking hurts so bad. I was just going to say, I would think that would hurt a lot. Apparently the most painful place hands down to get a tattoo and I can attest to that. So I don't know if I can handle getting one on my other ribs, but here's the point. If now Tatum O'Neill, she said some stuff about John McEnroe, but I think, no, she's a little bit nuts. And so we don't know definitively. He's had a very long, happy marriage to Patty Smythe from Scandal, the hit song, The Warrior from the 1980s. If by chance I had that tattoo of John McEnroe, who's my favorite athlete of all time, and I found out that he was fucking, a, you know, buggering kids or hiding abusers, like I would be able to say, hey, this guy I got a tattoo of, he's a piece of shit. And I'm kind of bummed I have this tattoo now. Like, I don't, I'm not like so tied to him. Take, for instance, I'm a Dodger fan. I love the Dodgers. And for a long time, the manager of the Dodgers was Tommy Lasorda. Terrible and dude. I met Tommy Lasorda one time. Met him it's too. A bit of a prick. Like, not, wasn't really a nice guy. And so I'm not going to fucking drive 12 hours. To little history lesson for you with Tommy Lasorda being a piece of shit. Oh, Guy who invented the high five. Yeah. Oh, Glenn Burke. Glenn Burke. Yes. Gay guy. Gay guy. Had his first high five with, I believe, was it Don Baylor? Maybe. No, Dusty Baker. Dust, Dusty Baker. Yeah. Uh, other DB. Right. Um, had the high five with Dusty Baker. Had a, like a promising start to his career where it was. He was banging Tommy Lasorda's gay son. Yeah, Scooter. Got run out of town because Tommy Lasorda wanted to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, that's absolutely, that is. Allegedly. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Lasorda's son died of AIDS. And you know who will never say that? Tommy Lasorda. Tommy. Just had a bad yeah. cough. He's a piece of shit. So if you're, fucking, if you're jerking off Urban Meyer, like, maybe take a look in the mirror. Because. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you and you're a piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, oh yeah, Donald Trump he made a tweet about L.A. Laker legend LeBron James. Well, I didn't catch that. What was that all about? So we discussed last week. LeBron dropped like hundred million dollars, some crazy amount of money, to open a school for poor kids in Akron. In an interview, when you know trying to trying to promote it, or people asking about the school, he mentioned that he believes st- sports should unite the country instead of dividing us as that shitbag Trump has been trying to do with the anthem bullshit. Yep. So anyway, the fragile ego president lashed out in a tweet saying LeBron and the interviewer Don Lemon were stupid since he frequently insults black people that way. At the end of his tweet, he wrote, I like Mike, a clear reference to Michael. I'll try to be as bland as possible so I can have no character but sell lots of sneakers, Jordan. Republicans buy shoes too, Ed. Remember when a guy yeah. wrote to us saying, hey, why can't you be more like Jordan with Republicans buy sneakers too? Yeah. Like that was something to aspire to be. Right. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, so what was the soulless ba- basketball Hall of Famer to do? Side with a president who hates black people or stand up for the guy who just dropped $100 million to help poor kids? Right. Jordan replied in the most Jordan way ever. I support LJ, Jordan told NBC News through his spokesperson. 
He's doing an amazing job for his community. Well, I mean, <laughs> so Brian, he could have said nothing. I mean, he he said next yeah, to nothing. He tried to say nothing. Yeah, I'm surprised Ahmad Rashad didn't speak on his behalf. <laughs> Brian, what's worse? Jordan's baseball career, his time on the Wizards, or this wet noodle of a response? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's – I feel like – obviously he could have said more, but I just – I don't feel like Jordan's a real deep thinker, and I don't feel like other than pussy and gambling – He's got a lot of opinions worth sharing. Um, you know, he was he was drawn into something by a piece of shit and that he didn't that he was just out of his league. So I don't you know, it was a it was a weak response, but I don't think it was really out of character. I, I, I would I would have been shocked if oh, he had it didn't said su- something. It didn't more. surprise yeah. me his response. But it was terrible. Yeah, it was. And, and he had a, he had a chance to do something, and he didn't. And again, this isn't Republican Democrat. Like, if you're if you're a fan of what Trump has done, that that's more that's more party over country bullshit. That's not. Yeah, he's he's a terrible dude. Yeah, terrible dude. Guy. And then uh, one other critique I saw a conservative talking point. I saw people pushing around. That LeBron uh, has gotten liberals to believe in a charter school. This is this is not a charter. It's school. a public. This school. is a public school. Yeah, charter schools are run like private companies, and sometimes it works. Or in the entire state of Michigan, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but anyway, LeBron made it clear this is this is in line with the public schools. It's run with public school curriculum. It just has some cool. A cool backstory, I, but really, this is this is not a good thing that we need saviors like LeBron to save the inner city. But I mean, not that it's fact, but yeah, things like season four of The Wire are why you need saviors to step true. in because yeah. it's just <laughs> they're just nobody cares about these uh, schools. I was um, I was read something that was talking about how much richer Jeff Bezos is than LeBron James. Yeah. And that how he could do what LeBron James did like thousands of times over if he wanted to. Yep. It's it's kind of like instead in, if instead of sending our dearest and most precious commodity our service members to go over and police the world and get their fucking legs blown off in Humvees if we had just Gone some places and dug some wells instead. Mm-hmm. We would be we would be um, in a seen in a much better light in those places. Um, yeah, but the problem is, yeah. as you pointed out, I think last week, yeah. brown people are scary. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. We, well, I mean, well, we got to keep them scary. Or are you saying look out for white people? Yeah, we got we, we got to keep them scary. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, it's a it's an amazing thing he did. He's a, he's a fantastic Laker and an even better human being. <laughs> Legendary Laker. No, I can't wait. Um, Ed, let's finish on uh, the sports with a high note of a hero of the show. Well, I was thinking, I was, oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, one, my, one of my favorite people of all time. Like, yeah, always. He, he was only a Nick for a few years, right. 
and I loved them. I loved every That's minute great. of it. I love guys that are have irrational confidence and yep. just fucking they're like, hey, give me the ball because I'm the fucking best person on the court. Like, I'm the best guy out here. Give me the fucking ball and I'm going to shoot it 25 times. And I saw a profile where maybe it was in high school. Some high school coach or some scouts were asking his father, why are you only working on shooting? Why not some defensive drills? And he said, that doesn't get you paid. Exactly right. Hero of the show, J.R. Smith, was outside of Ten Oak Nightclub on 18th and 10th in Manhattan this past week at 2.30 a.m. when a 20-year-old fan went to take a picture of the basketball star. Ask permission. Smith Smith told the victim, no photos. Well, what did that 20-year-old do? Took it anyway. So what did Smith do? He chucked that cell phone across the street. Police are looking into the matter. But Brian, is J.R. Smith the hero the world needs at this time? I I mean, it would be pretty annoying to have people constantly taking your picture. But alas, if you're in public, anybody can take your picture. Like, if you don't want your picture taken, don't go in public. Now, I will say this. If you send a text to somebody privately or a DM and and you say, hey, you trying to get the pipe? Like... That's probably shouldn't be shared, although it um, is maybe the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's raised his reputation, but. So I get the frustration, but maybe show a little self-control, but then also you are J.R. Smith. You know, when when I first got on Instagram, I remember somebody saying, you you need to follow J.R. Smith. He's great. And he was great. And then some incident where he got reprimanded by the league. And then it became a bunch of pictures of him golfing and of his daughter. It became a horrible one to follow. He used to just take pictures of chicks laying next to him. He golfs? Yeah, he's a big golfer. Really? Which is which is a fun thing about him. Very. Love to see him on the golf course. Yes. I don't even like golf, but I like seeing J.R. Smith I golf. I don't, didn't realize he was a golfer. Good for him. And oftentimes I'll go to, it's a, it's a weekly routine, not every week, bi-weekly, probably me and my betrothed, the two of us, my betrothed and I will head out on Sunday, the worst day of the week and go to Costco. It's going to be a zoo. It's a zoo. The parking, I get, I get super angry about the parking. But then you get into the store and it gets even worse because there's always, there's this thing now where at stores where there's like wipes and you can like disinfect the cart. I've seen people doing this. Oh, as you walk in? Yeah, as you walk in. I don't know why. I've never done it. I don't know why. It seems like sort of a false sense of just wash your hands. Like go to the store and when you get done at the store, wash your hands. But every time I go to Costco, there's somebody usually an older woman and she'll be standing there directly in front of the big warehouse door where everybody's coming into Costco and she'll stop and she'll be fucking wiping down the handle of that cart Mm. and no one can get around her. And she's right in the middle and she's so fucking clueless. 
and she just doesn't realize. And I'm like, there's a better place to do that. And she still doesn't get it. And it's just happens every time. And I should just learn to deal with it. But then, then you get in the store and you're walking around and Sundays is sample day. And I'll be honest. It's just Sundays. Well, no, but it's, it's, I, I think the more, the busier times, there's more sampling happening. Gotcha. And once in a while, if I'm cruising by and I see a meatball or a piece of spicy sausage and there's no one around, I'll, I'm grabbing one of those and I'm eating it. But a lot of times I'll be coming up an aisle and there'll be a massive crowd in front of me and I'll be like, oh, no. what is going on here? This is just huge crowd. And there's people like there's a breakdancing exhibition. Yes. There's like people queued up and they're kind of elbowing in and I'll look over. And it's like a, it's like a corner of a piece of bread with some butter on it. <laughs> or a, people are animals yeah, or a, or a tor- tortilla chip. A pita chip with a little with bit some of some watery salsa, yeah, or a little bit of hummus, and it's like, <laughs> dude, like you're you're waiting for that. You're 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 like, an adult, yeah. You're like really going at it, and it's what it's a bite of food. It's a bite of not that good of food. I don't even wait for the good stuff. I'll just keep walking because it's bad for my look to hang out and wait. Before you get to the meat of the story, yeah. in the last week. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I bought something because of the sample. Oh, really? What was it? They had a little setup. Uh-huh. It was like a little turkey on a toothpick. Oh, yeah. Horseradish oh. mustard. Oh, that sounds pretty good. And they were selling the dipping sauce. Yes. So I did a little dip and I was like, That's delicious. This is fucking tremendous. And I, I just grabbed a bottle yeah. of the, tor- the horseradish mustard. Yeah, that shit works. So good. That shit works. That's the first time a sample has ever worked. They Still s- waiting for my first banner ad to work. They, they, they'll, they've suckered <laughs> me. They've suckered me before. Actually, not suckered, but sometimes they'll have like these like these um, spicy uh, like hormone-free um, you know, humanely raised cow sausages and they right. trick so you're you they're, feeling they're like not so bad about and eating. and they're just delicious and they're like oh, we only have these today or not you fell for the mattress salesman yeah. Yeah. move we're, we're about to sell out of these and i'm like <laughs> i'm going to go check with the manager yeah. in the back see if i can give these to you <laughs> i got hard closed but the thing is it was really good i probably would have bought it anyway if they had a thousand of them i probably would have bought them anyway um these guys in greenville south carolina they Oh, this is another thing at Costco that I noticed. A lot of times people won't have a cart and it's usually, what are they doing? It's usually old people and they're just bumping around getting samples, sampling things. Like they got That's nothing so better to do. They've got nothing to do. And a lot of times I'll see somebody will have samples backed up in their hands in those little portion cups. They'll have like four or five in one hand as they're going around, like grabbing, helping themselves, getting a little more. And then they just have like a, like a little picnic in the Costco. Oh, and that sounds like what's going on here. Police in Greenville, South Carolina are investigating a reported assault involving two men ages 70 and 72. So Alex Jones and one other guy that started <laughs> when allegedly, when one allegedly cut 
in front of the other in a free sample line at Costco. The reported victim, 70, says he was struck by the suspect, 72. That happened after the suspect reportedly cut in front of the victim in a free cheese sample line at Costco on July 26th. Ed, have you ever, or how many times do you recall having to let your hands go over a nibble of a taquito? <laughs> I've had my fair share of taquito-related Donny Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a fracas or two over cheese cubes. Uh, I love Donny Brook. Yeah, you know it was it was probably like one of those. Um, string cheese things that never go bad for some reason that you give to your kid to shut them up. (laughs) Totally natural. Yeah. Just won't go bad. Yeah. You know, they just, you know, it's just like a little millimeter section of that cut off and put in a little cup. Like who would even wait in line for that much less, like start throwing their hands about it. (laughs) And you know, they're so old. They were doing the old timey fighting stance like Mark Ratner in the, in the locker room. Yeah. With their hands up, uh, like with the the elbows facing the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not their palms, the back of their hand. With their the hands back of are their like hand. upside down. Yeah, elbows closest to the guy. Yeah, and your fists are close to your chin. So good. The old John L. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Be careful at Costco, guys. Um. Okay. I'm gonna do one more of these because I want to get to fancy sauce, and I think we have to discuss the. Startup company <laughs> that you know, there's these days perks, everybody's got perks, so and it's like the millennial. Well, generation. without you could you could combine these stories. Yeah, there was a perk that the New York branch of the KKK, yeah, yeah that's true. So, I the KKK apparently is still a thing, and yeah, they, they were in New York, yeah, they're recruiting in New York, which. I don't think that's really a great idea. I feel like you'd probably need to keep that pretty low-key. I did see a video, I think it was in Chicago, of a gentleman on the about to board the L train that was um, using the N-word. A white Ooh. guy who was using the N-word very loudly. And an, an African-American gentleman um, said, hey, don't say that again. And then he said it again, and then the African American gentleman knocked him into off the platform. So, I've, <laughs> and I feel like New York is a similar result would happen, but the the KKK in New York is taking a different tact in trying to to uh, perks offering perks yeah, to to uh, increase uh, membership. They're offering Snickers bars. Hey, wow. do you? Do you hate Jews, blacks, and but also love peanuts and caramel? Because I've got something for you here. It's a Snickers bar. Do you think it was? Do you think they were doing full size, like like Bruce Springsteen does at Halloween? Yeah. Do you think they did full ads, like a guy on the L? All right, I'm sorry. No, on on the uh, New York City subway between two Hasidim, it says, "Want to get away." <laughs> 
well, similarly to that perk, there's an, there's another company. I don't know how that worked out for the KKK. Not very good. I yeah, assume not good. Um, you know, now like they make fun of it on, uh, on, um, Silicon Valley where it's like the company's supposed to be like Google or, you know, one of those Apple or whatever. And it's like, they have, they're doing yoga and they're, they're, you know, the CEO has got a guru and there's the full kitchen right. and, and it's like, these companies are set up like these companies that have a lot of v- right. VC but there's funding. An, there's an arms race of bullshit. Right. And it's like, really, you just care that you're getting paid, that you can come and go as you please. And that your boss isn't an asshole and that you feel like you're doing something important. And you feel valued is what's important. And, and, and having free Cheerios in the kitchen is not going to do that. I've worked at a company like this once where they were like, Hey, we have like Nescafe. And I'm like, I don't need more money. I don't give a shit. Um, but this, somebody's onto something at this place called AI labs. And it just hasn't gone over too well, but maybe, you know, a lot of times people don't realize like, Nikola Tesla. No, it's probably fine. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. This, uh, um, this, wo- this woman is complaining about the Silicon Valley startups, quote, sexually charged office culture. First of all, I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Like that's, that's a lot of a cool buzzwords in there. That's a perk for me. <laughs> uh, which included a designated area for masturbation. And a chief technology officer, always a weirdo, who took his pants off in a meeting with one of his employees. She's suing. What a buzzkill. Like, just go get a job where there's people keep their pants on. Plaintiff Rachel Moore, a former director of product for the company, is suing Pilot AI Labs. It sounds like an app. Which report? Oh, right. Which reportedly sells artificial intelligent algorithms so this is like supreme nerds like this, so this is a skynet yeah but those, without pants like those guys boston dynamics that build that um that robot that looks like a deer that you can't kick over like those guys yeah, are. i don't like that no don't those like guys that. are pretty big nerds but these artificial intelligent algorithm guys are like the nerds of like those guys have to buy their shit from these guys her suit was filed wednesday in san francisco Moore says that she was one of the startup's first few female employees and that CTO Robert English frequently made sexual remarks about her body, including commenting on her buttocks and asking if she was wearing, quote, fuck me boots. Oh, no. One of the servers she was supposed to work on was, was named Deep Head, a reference to oral sex. Oh, I didn't get that. According to the lawsuit, English told her that he participated in a quote in an anal sex workshop at Burning Man led by a famous <laughs> porn star. Oh no. The 24-year-old's lawsuit claims that men watch pornography at the office. What what is this? The Dallas, Ma- Dallas Mavericks? And that the server area was used for masturbation. According to the complaint, an intimate knowledge of the porn industry. And lingo appeared to be a job requirement. Ed, what is more dangerous than allowing the nerds to take over? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is more dangerous the nerds than are the in nerds charge taking now. over. Yeah. 
because there's something especially gross about a nerd talking sexually. Super and gross. I I used to hate. I worked with all kinds of goons. But I did work with some MIT, Carnegie Mellon kind of nerds that found a way to monetize that. And when they would try to talk about sex and women, it felt really gross. gross. Or something especially disturbing about a nerd trying to trying to drum up locker room talk, as they say. Yeah, because they're awkward dudes. Yeah. They're awkward, and they didn't. They never. They never really were able to get it together. And all they wanted was to get some pussy. That's yeah. all they wanted. And, and number two is all they want is to be included yeah. with the guys. Yeah, and they. And yes, be- it's it's real disturbing when these guys get some money and then they start to forget that they are disturbing people. Yeah, it's kind of like when the forty-year-old virgin tries to lie and say that he's had sex before, and it's pretty <laughs> obvious. That he and has. he's. <laughs> It says breasts feel like a bag of sand. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, good. But hey, like sometimes you got to get it out. These guys work long hours. And a lot of times yeah. shit gets backed up. You know, you're, you're coding for 16, 17 hours a day. Right. I remember one time I was working for this, doing like PR. And this is back when you couldn't like, the files were too big to send that we needed to put on some website I was working on. Mm-hmm. So I had to go over to this other company and get like a CD with all, a bunch of pictures on it or something. And so I went over there and I went into their office and the guy was like the head guy there. Yeah. And his, his desktop on his computer was some fucking porn star. And it was like right there in the middle of the office. And I was like, what was, what was going on? It's a fucking porno chick is like your wallpaper of your computer. And there's like other people around. I guess it's what 13 year old boys would do. Yes. Right. But they've, they just haven't been in circulation. They haven't been with real people. It's like having a poster of Heather Thomas on your wall. Like everybody had that when they were 12, but you don't, when you get to your adult, you decorate your adult house, you don't have a poster of Heather Thomas in a bikini in your, in your living room because you outgrew that. These guys, they're stunted. Now, to flip genders, one time there was some um, nerdy Caitlyn Jenner. girl who had ju- – nerdy girl who started working yeah. uh, at UBS – and in her little area, she hung up a picture of Gordon Gecko. Well, she was going <laughs> for it. It was so disturbing. She, what? She was going for it. She wanted to did be. You, a, did you understand he was supposed to be the villain of the movie, he, right? He, what, what? 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 Ed, greed is good. He had that fucking brick cell phone back when nobody had those shits. Like the yeah. slick back hair. Guy was the man. Yeah, it, was, it was disturbing. She was definitely like trying to build an image around herself. Yeah. Speaking to somebody that's got an image. Yeah. She is. She's ready. She's ready. You may have heard her in the background earlier. A ruckus? She doesn't make much noise. She's very quiet. Just ask her. 
joins us each and every week. And I have to do one of these long intros because she's never quite ready. She appears to be looking for a beverage right now. The beverage that she needs each and every week. But she, if you ask her, she'll tell you. She is one of the most prepared people ever. Oh, just going to mess with the mic. Oh, my God, we ran out of music. Joining us now is our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How are you, Fancy? I feel like you're gaslighting. I've been sitting here the whole time, yeah, exactly. ready to go. Yes. No, that's true. I'm lying. It's when this goes to video. Why are you so rude, Brian? When this goes right? to... When we get somebody to invest in the show and we can do a video, a YouTube streaming <laughs> video show. I'm going to have to renegotiate my contract if I'm going to be on camera. It's true. I thought, I've thought about that because you, it's a whole different ball game. Like you'd have to be made up and right. hair. You're going to have to get me hair and makeup yes, the whole and thing. a stylist. And me. I mean, I couldn't do it shirtless or could I? I probably would do it shirtless. We'd probably get a lot more. Listeners, if I did, viewers. Uh, okay. Email. Kate, do you have any tattoos? He even spelled it out as tattoos. <laughs> Thanks. That's from Dean. Kate, do you have any tattoos? Hi, Dean. I do not have any tattoos. But you are getting you are getting my name inked somewhere. Are you gonna get my name? Here's here's an idea. It looks like a bar sign and it says but it, you know, like a like a pub, like a neon sign. Oh yeah, it could be like that. We could spitball ideas, mm-hmm. and it says, and it says, <laughs> Brian's place, and you get it just, you get it just above. <laughs> like Archie Bunker's place. Yes, and you get it just above your open for business. Because mine would say closed for business. No, it's a Brian's place. Get it? So the <laughs> permanently closed, Brian. Any other? Like I heard this week that Kelsey Grammer, his. Wife, who's like 35 years younger than him. Camille? No, his wife, Kate, K-A-Y-T-E, mm-hmm. made oh, him boy. get her name tattooed right next to his dick. Kate. Oh. K-A-Y-T-E, <laughs> just in case he ever goes to put that right, in somebody. Uh, right between toss salad and scrambled That's eggs. pretty that's funny. Exactly. Camille Grammer, his ex-wife's probably kicking herself and not thinking of that. Yeah, I'll he, make he wouldn't you have a, cheated. I will make you a deal. If you get my name tattooed on you, yeah. you go first, and then I'll do it. All right. Because you, 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 you never will. I don't want you to get any tattoos. I know. But you've you've announced that I can't get any more tattoos until like how many how many do you have, Brian? I have, I think like six. I uh, I'm not allowed to get any more until I get one that references my betrothed, my special lady. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so only it's fair. It's been a while since I've gotten a tattoo. <laughs> uh, here's another. Oh. Guys, this is one of my favorite things. We haven't done it in a while. We got a can conundrum. Yeah, I can't decide. This can can conundrum for you, baby. So this might be my favorite song that our very own rights of Bill has ever done. Kate is being naughty over here. Um, can conundrum for those of you who don't know, this is just like daily's choice, except it's the opposite. Kate is, Kate has only a brief moment to check out one set of cans. Which one will she pick? Having recently, and this peach 
Pete Schlitzky. He um, came- I will play this game, but I would prefer if I was um, getting to look at something I'm more interested in. What's that? Penis. Big titties? Pen- penises are funnier. Yeah, they are funnier. Well, I would like That's, to be more interested in I'm like what what someone's penis looks like. But it's like Ed's Ed's not into penises, but he'll check yours. No, out. but it's a this is but my penises conundrum. are a funnier topic than than yeah. breasts. Well, let's have it. Okay, we can do it. We can do a, a dailies and a Kate's choice. But this is a can conundrum, and I like this game. Having recently been hired as a location scout by the production company of the Firefest. Kate oh is sent to a bah- where it gets real weird. Kate is sent to a Bahamian island to look for the perfect location for the festival's reboot. Late one afternoon, while gazing into the clear blue water, Kate's eyes spot flickers of light bouncing off shiny objects in the distance. I'm, I'm in the moment here. I love this. <laughs> Upon arrival, to her surprise, she sees two ageless beauties in front of her. One being the near-perfectly endowed Elizabeth Hurley. The other, tight and toned Heidi, the body clume. Unbeknownst to Kate's presence, the two were gleefully taking pictures with each other's phones, trying to one-up the other with provocative poses for their Insta-feeds. Knowing she could be spotted staring at these brazen beauties at any moment, Kate must make a choice. Which 40-plus fully exposed relevancy-requiring women would she watch? Woman. What a mouthful. I loved it. I loved it. I happen to know I happen to know that you really dislike one of these chicks, and it bums me out a lot because she's so hot. Okay. She's not hot. She's so hot. She's not hot. Okay, go on. Who? Make your choice. She's fug. Go on. Make your choice. Nobody's she's got, fug here. No, she's got perfect hands. I'm... I'm like less than not interested in Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. What? It would have to be Heidi Klum. Oh my God. Who's also mad annoying. No. But oh, she's German. She's on this one. But, and I also feel like, hasn't she posed nude? Well, probably. Yeah. But I'd still look at, I'd, I, I was live titties. I'd her son. Look, I'd still look at Heidi before I looked at Liz Hurley. And uh, that face. I'd have to disagree. This Heidi Klum's got a, she's got a great body, but she's so annoying that I just couldn't. I would be annoyed at her from a distance. 100% I'm in on Hurley. Ed Daly, what say you? Massive Hurley fan. The only Huge. thing that skeeves me out is the fact that Bill Clinton had sex with he her. He did? I mean, the rap was he flew her in while Hillary was out of town. Well, in in the White House. There's a lot of rumors about. Also, Steve Bang. And have you seen him? There's a lot of room. Didn't he bang your ex-roommate? He did for a while. I mean, uh, well, you're the one that wait, dropped who? that. You dropped that bomb. Some fucking rich dude, some billionaire guy. She had a kid. He had a kid with Elizabeth Hurley, right? Was yeah. was he a loud rich guy? Or yeah, did he make a kept to himself? Was rich guy. Hold on a second. Hold on, Kate. <laughs> Who's that loud color? <laughs> Loudcomer. Well, you would be assuming that he had sex in my no, he, apartment. No, he would only take her places. No, he he lived. He lived at the Four Seasons. Right. He's not he, sleeping he over would, it. He would like send. He would like send a car. You never heard. You never heard Steve Bing's 
No. Exclams. Did not. Well, luckily we have a game here. Another game. Steve's Bings. Gang. Here's this week's matchup. That's right. We got a loudcomer game. Hold on. I think we got it. Oh, I don't think so. so proudly. I especially like when it gets to the end. There's a bunch of random Okay, Loudcomer Game. Gang, here's this week's matchup. Best actor winner edition. We'll just we'll just do all f- I'll just do all four and we'll pick a winner. First round, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Matthew McConaughey. Good attempt at spelling that, by the way. That's a hard word to spell. You totally blew- not a great attempt. He didn't even put an N in it's there. It's almost impossible McCaw- to spell that name, but yeah, it's it was a good Fine, attempt. Fine, but there's an N in McConaughey. And Leo DeCaps. Who's the loudest comer of the group? Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Matt McConaughey, or Leo DeCaps? Kate McManus, what say you? Oh, say that again. Oh, my God. Hanks, Denzel, McConaughey, DiCaprio. Who comes the loudest? Hanks. Oh, McConaughey. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Uh, Ed Daly? Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, I would say McConaughey wins that. Denzel might put up a fight. Yeah, he's pretty. All right, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Here we go. All right. Guess who just came? All right, all right, all right. Guess who's about to let it go? McConaughey is definitely full bongo. All right. All right. And it gets louder and more intense. Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got a lot of feedback. Can I get a tech over here? Wait, hold on. It's when when you get loud. That's better. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, baller lifestyle mm-hmm. listener edition. <laughs> Here's a Leo DeCaps. He just lays there and just lets a 21 year old do work, and then when she's done, he sends her away. Right? Like he's not. No. Yeah. I don't. Totally. F- I don't feel like he makes any noise. And Tom Hanks yeah. happily married. I mean, yeah. it's America's dad. Yeah. Uh, Delightful. Uh, baller lifestyle edition. Okay, this will be funny because Kate won't know who any of these people are. First, Guess who else doesn't know who these people are? First, first round at Telly Two Putts, at Walk Off HBP, at John of Fullerton, or at or versus Ish in Memphis. I don't follow him, neither does anyone else, so I don't care about his at. I miss old Ish. I haven't heard from Ish yeah, in a while. I haven't heard from Ish. him. I don't know. He's a good dude. He gets a lot yeah. of hate on the internet. I don't know why. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, I have no, no problem with them. Ed Daly, of those people, who do you think? Now, Telly Two Putts is the um, – he's the one that went on the date with the African-American Trump supporter. Okay. Um, walk Off. Everyone knows Walk Off. He's um, very obsessed with um, Lisa Bizzle's that thing she was going to do for money. John of Fullerton, I feel like, would be the winner here because he likes to have – he likes to talk about very gross sex. So I'm going to say John. I'm just going to answer for the group. John Fullerton. I have no opinion on this. No, you guys don't know who they are. 
Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to say John of Fullerton because he sends. Um, yeah, he likes to talk about period sex. Sends, I mean, I like I like I like these guys. And they've all provided content. Yeah. content. No, they're yeah. all good guys. But how would you know how loud they how loudly they come? Uh, I don't know anything about them. Yeah, that's from Dolomite. Hashtag first Patreon. Hashtag PS. I hate Guy Fieri. Not, you know, not that's cool. Not necessary. We we just talked about how great, great he was last week. Feeding them. This whole state's on fire, and he's feeding the firefighters up north. Total hero. Yeah, he's the man, and also great style. Another hero. I'd like to give a shout out to. Um, uh oh, Lee Peterson. Oh, yeah, he's a super Lee. Thanks for increasing your Patreon oh, pledge. Yeah. That, um, that deserves a shout super out. Super Lee's so. a great Good dude. Man. Thank he's you so a much. Great dude. He lives in Minnesota. Yeah, big fan of the oh, Gophers. He's a big Gopher. Very he's old. getting ready for another Gopher season. Yeah, go, go Gophers, unless they're playing the Terps. Do the Gophers play inside where the Vikings play now, or do they play still play outside in that old freezing stadium where everybody's? Where there's like six feet of snow in the stands, I don't know, but it. I would think it would be a better idea to play outside for home field yeah, advantage. Totally, grind it out. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going? You come on to talk pop culture. Hold on, we got a song for that too. Yeah, play me got in all the songs. Hold on. So did you guys know that the Brady Bunch house, the house that they used for exterior shots, was up for sale? Yeah, it's for sale. First time in 45 years. It's actually kind of a sick mid-century design, mm-hmm. but I saw a picture of it, and whoever owns it had built like a hideous like cinder block wall that didn't match the style out the front. You can take that down. Yeah. Um, Ed, were you aware of this, that the Brady Bunch house is for sale? I had heard, and I also heard that they didn't have an astro- Turf in the yard, no. which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's just the out. It's just for the outside right. picture. It doesn't really have the. But it'd one be bathroom. cool if the backyard went full astroturf. It would be cool. So it was had an asking price of one point eight five million dollars, and in Sink's own I, Lance Bass um, had the winning offer. Now he was very excited. This house is in North Hollywood, which is in the valley, and where it's very hot. And it's a two bedroom, and it's very disgusting there. And I heard that the inside of this place is a real shithole. So I imagine, what do you think the premium was for it being the Brady Bunch house? I would say a hundred percent, depending on the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know about the neighborhood. Right? Maybe like. I mean, it's it's a two a bedroom million. house. Maybe like yeah. maybe like a million dollars. But I think it's like a couple thousand square feet. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, okay, Lance so Lance Bass, Bass um, obviously had saved some of his sick money. Renowned he tweeted, yes. He tweeted um, a few days ago, super excited to announce they accepted my offer on the Brady Bunch house last night. This is going to be a fun project. Unfortunately, though, um, I guess some corporation made an offer yeah, after Lance's yeah. was accepted. Do you know who it was? Just said a corporate buyer. Oh, I know. He, he claims it's a Hollywood studio. I have more details. Oh, it's HGTV. 
Oh. HGTV bought the Brady Bunch house and they're probably going to do a show about renovating it. I think they're going to make it look like it looked for the Brady's. Hmm. What do you think about that? It well, I feel bad. Almost for makes me want to watch that channel. That's pretty yeah, shady though enough. that they um, accepted an offer after they'd accepted well, his. Hey, that's the game. They got to It's pretty shitty when people do that yeah, kind of it thing. It is bullshit. Though. Yeah. It almost happened to us with this place. Yeah. It started monkeying around at the last minute. Yeah. When you're when you're buying something, you you want to know you've bought you it. You a good faith offer because you're about to make offers on other places. You, you're like, oh, right. wait, I've been accepted here. We don't have to pull the trigger on B House. But I don't think um, Lance Bass is buying it to live in it. He probably wanted to set it up. And as what a, kind of money a, did a guy like that make? I bet a lot. That's back when you sold records. From, from like touring? Because yeah, and selling records. I gotta think they got a they had a real shitty deal. Yeah, they get ri- they got ripped off by that Lou Pearlman that would fuck all the yeah. guys. Right, the petter ass. Yeah, he was a but I also think that initial deal is probably terrible, and they had to split it five ways or six ways, whatever it is. Whatever it was, but it must. But I mean, how much money could he? Have made? Whatever he got, it wasn't enough to have to fucking fly around the country. With that douche, Justin Timberlake, and his perm, his frosted <laughs> perm that he would fucking shove I in every a, available I mean, He probably was on have, during the flight. I have a 100%. very, very, very sick Justin Timberlake doll from that era of – it, no, it's in the box. It away. Oh, did I? Yes. I told okay. you to save that. Did I throw yeah. it away? Yes. I told you not to. Well, you get mad if I keep things. That's true. And now I'm that's in trouble good. for throwing I know. it away. That's one thing you could – It was I, in the box still. I, I haven't thrown away my Mike Piazza doll. Uh, okay, Kate, what yeah, else is going on in the world of pop culture? I have a Dylan McKay doll. Uh, you do? Yeah. You fuck it. Uh, I just let him Ryan. play. Blow you? Balls. Oh. Uh, yes, Kate. Michelle gave it to me like last year. Oh, that's very cute. That was cute. Um, George Michael of Wham, RIP. Oh. Um, his the contents of his will have, he was, have been made public, like, and his boyfriend Fadi Fawaz, yes, best name, tweeted. What was that name Fadi? Fadi Fawaz. Fadi F A D I tweeted George, I hate you in yeah. several rambling social media George posts him over. because he did. George did not leave Fadi any of his. Um, My guess is millions that George was not expecting to die at fifty three years old. But Fadi what makes it sound like he heart like George failure off himself in these tweets. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Fadi's saying Fadi's not a good speller. None of these tweets are hard to follow. What do he say? Let's let's hear. It. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find one. Mm-hmm. Um. He left all his money to his sisters. He was a Greek man. How so- can I be disappointed with someone ended their own life? If anyone could do that to themselves. They can do worse thing to others. Oh, so he's not a native speaker. It sounds like ESL. Um, a lot, and a lot of them. Are just, like a lot of a lot of Fadi sweets are very rambling, but he seems very annoyed. George did hook up though both his housekeepers. Yeah, which he, nice. he paid the staff. I think he probably wrote the will before he hooked up with Fadi Fawiz. Yeah, but the problem is, is this when you're a young guy and you hook up with an older queen like this? Like the idea is that you want to be taken care of. Well, put it out there. He's a lot of his multi-million dollar fortune goes to his sisters and to some charities, which is nice. I have to say this, and I've said it before on the show. I am an unabashed fan of George Michael, and I was 
gutted when I found out that he died. Yeah. He is a was a super talent. He was still making music too. Guy was amazing. Just like Bowie. No, but he wasn't making me- music anybody cared. Well, about. you don't know. He might have been making some shit. I don't know. He's super, he might have been big in the gay club scene. I would have listened and, to it. Yeah. Anyway, he made some fucking yeah, hits. Nobody cared about. He him made some hits back in the day. I'm not saying he wasn't talented, but that was amazing. Everybody has a shelf life. What's Andrew Ridgely even, up to? Even the great Paul McCartney was selling CDs at Starbucks that nobody wanted. It's, uh, well, I like when Bob Dylan was getting interviewed by Ed Bradley, and Ed Bradley's like, "Dylan, do you ever wish you could?" I can't remember how he asked the question, but he's like, "Do you wish you could still write, wrote songs like you did then?" And he's like, "Yeah." I do like <laughs> actually, I, I don't know how I did that. That's but, the goal, but I would like to keep doing it. And sometimes I feel like I do. It's just, nobody knows. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. It's, Hey, you don't, you know, not everybody has thousands and thousands of songs and I'm like the great Ryan Adams. Uh, what else, Kate? Um, I'm sure most people know by now that um, genius British comedian, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. of Ali G fame has have- a new show. Um, I think it's a Showtime show. I don't have Showtime. Titled Who is well, America um, that will be airing at some point in the not too distant future. I watched, it's been airing. It's like a month in. Yeah, I, I oh, it's already started? I watched yeah. it. I, I will say it's it's great what he's pulling off, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's just embarrassing people, but it's not nearly as funny as the allergies. Yeah, it seems a little forced. Well, I mean, force or not, he's clowning all these bullshit yeah. people. Yeah. But it's – so it's good that he's embarrassing these guys, but it's just not funny. Right. It's just no, – it's fun to see guys go down. Yeah. It's it's hard to duplicate that. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Bob Dylan or Paul McCartney. It's like once you do something really amazing – like you've you've set a bar for yourself, and it's just it's hard. Like people have been, people have seen your characters. So Ed, you're saying it's just another ver- like a different version of Ollie G. These are just different characters. characters. Different yeah. characters. So I guess he did an interview with Sarah Palin, but it might not air. Yeah, that hasn't aired. That yet. one looks pretty funny. It might not. It might not go because to air. I think that um, there's probably people trying to s- vigilantly stop that. Yeah, from, that one looks airing. pretty good. Um, she claimed, Palin claims she endured a disrespectful, sarcastic interview and finally removed her mic and left. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. And Showtime issued a statement saying that, um, you know, re- re- rebuking what she said. So Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're going to show it. I mean, she signed the releases. Yeah. They're, I'll watch they're, it. They're, they're teasing that they might she deserve, not. She it's going to air. She deserves to be clowned. Yeah. Um. One guy already had to step down because of the appearance. Well, he um, he screamed the word "nigger" like four times, and he <laughs> I was. I mean, that one. And he laugh. didn't. He didn't need much prodding. Too. He was attempting to um, to use his ass to um, fend off Islamic terrorists. <laughs> if you're terrorist, gonna terrorists, watch a segment from that show, yeah, watch that one. Screaming, what did he say? He's like, "I'm American. You will become homo because." <laughs> Because Ali G told him that that their biggest fear is that if they if they're touched by a man's ass, they'll they'll become gay. Mm-hmm. But it's not Ali G, right? And he had that sheriff Apayo. Yeah, I didn't see last that. night. It was it wasn't again. It wasn't very funny, but still, the guy said I would take a blowjob from Trump. So you got you got um you got Showtime. I've every used every channel. Used, yeah, I just the- I I know it's better to be the cord cutter. Yeah. 
But I, I can't. I tried. I spent like two hours on the phone with these goons, yeah. or not to on the phone, the on the chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the chat. chat to try to figure it out, and I just buckled. Oh my god. I realized I'm, I signed up for another two year contract Scro- of all these. Scrooge McDuck, do you do you swim in a giant room filled with gold <laughs> coins, Ed? You can afford I was both tie pods and cut cords. I just couldn't. You have every channel. I was watching. Uh, I was watching. There were some good fights on HBO on free HBO this weekend, mm-hmm. and I was trying to text my buddy Travis Rogers. I'm like, dude, you got to turn on these fights, and I forgot he was too cheap to pay for HBO. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else, Kate? Um, okay, so Judd Apatow um, made an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert where he told a story about um, how in 2006, uh, a not – are you trying to interrupt me? Well, I just wondered if he was – I was just trying to jump the to jump in to see if I could predict and see if he was going to talk about that time that we saw him in a restaurant and I basically became his best friend. Oh, I mean that's not the story, but he probably wanted to tell that and story. His wife was his wife was Leslie yes, there. His wife Leslie Mann was there, and she I've was always been a she fan. was tiny and beautiful. Okay, go on, Kate. He told a story about um, how back in 2006, a not really that famous Seth Rogen introduced a very very famous Tom Cruise to internet porn. Oh my god. <laughs> Was he So the story goes that Judd had taken Seth to a meeting he was having with Tom Cruise when the subject took an unexpected U-turn um where Seth starts talking about watching adult films on the internet yeah. and Tom was clearly shook by this revelation. Yes. Tom Cruise goes, "What? Wait, you're saying there is adult films on the internet?" After Seth confirmed that, that, that yes, me. porn on the internet is <laughs> a thing, Tom could not quite grasp the concept. You're so glib. He's like, wait a second. You're saying that if I go on the computer on the World Wide Web, there are people having sex. Yeah. Um. Anyway, pretty funny story. Yeah. No, um. That is it, it, so I, I, it, it's probably a funny, a funny story to to Google. Was Seth was Seth Rogen like you gotta you gotta check out Ryan's favorite porn site, UJIS. Go on, you just no. Well, this was before like you porn. Oh, what year was it? Two thousand. Well, you porn. I think oh, was two thousand and seven. This is like li- this is like LimeWire. Two thousand and six. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. when you yeah, get- I, I went through a, a rough LimeWire stage. You really weren't sure what was downloaded. Yeah, at the time. and then you'd get a thing. You'd get a thing that came with like thirty viruses, and it would be like yeah. a, a forty-five <laughs> second clip, and you're uh, right. It'd and be it would like, be gross. Is this worth it? Yeah. Um, it's huge. The one thing I did see that interview, and the one thing I'd say he added, he said, "You know, Seth Rogen's just into two things. Those are the only two things you need to know about Seth Rogen." Oh, and so yeah, weed and, weed and, and internet porn and porn. Uh, so yeah. he said it was it was a given that that's where the conversation right. Was that's all he on. talks about. Um, yeah. so if you, if you're not following Seth Rogen on Instagram, you need to be because he is so right. fucking funny because he doesn't get how to use Instagram. It's great. He's, he's very funny. Yeah. I love him. Uh, what else, Kate? This is my last, my last story. Oh, this is my favorite, also my favorite story. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Have we talked about how in China, the, the leader, um, Oh, what's it? Oh, Xi, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Yes. Um, how people in China liken him to the character Winnie the Pooh. And, and, and he hates it. It was on John Oliver. He hates, he hates it. it. Yes, John Oliver um, ha, has done a segment on it. So 
Disney's latest movie, um, Christopher Robin, about um, author A.A. A. Milne, who, who yeah. wrote Winnie yeah, the Winnie Pooh. Sorry. Yeah. Um, this has been banned in in China. Yeah. Because yeah, he's because she yeah. doesn't like that people liken him to Winnie the Pooh, so they, they banned he banned. Yeah. The, well, the they movie. only they only allow a certain amount of, Amer- of American movies into China every year. And they and every single one of them has the Rock in it because he's the biggest star in, in the world and in China. And yeah, so I just think they're not they're not allowing Poo in there. And shockingly, um, John Oliver has been apparently banned from Chinese internet. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So China's a fun place. Yeah. Yes. And that movie, oh, glorified Winnie the Pooh so, was the worst. Yeah, he's I'm such a bummer. I saw the trailer. I'm definitely seeing. He's such a the, bummer. The Christopher uh, All the characters are terrible. They're either a bummer or. Tigger, who this is, is bl- just the most this annoying is a, character. Yeah, this is a bit blasphemous. Eeyore, I would like you guys. Fuck out of here, Eeyore. I'd like you guys to buddy, stop you're bringing us down. Bagging on. You're, you're fucking stuffed animals, guys. Like Winnie the Pooh. And Piglet was real turd. Mm-hmm. He had nothing going yeah, for him. He just bummer. glommed on to Winnie. Piglet. He's a fucking baby pig. Why don't you grow up? And what was with that rabbit? Get all cunty all the time. I'm, I don't even remember the rabbit. You guys should. Rabbit was just a, just. I, I'm not sure if it was male or female, uh, but it was. You guys should move. Maybe it was, you guys should move to China. Maybe it was non-binary, Ed. You ever think about that? <laughs> Why don't you stop putting your fucking gender? It's in the Q. It's in the Q part on there. Yeah. Anyway, I like A. A. Milne. I like Winnie the Pooh. I'm gonna see the movie. I'm really fired up to see Black Klansman. Is everybody else fired up to see that? that Ed, that's good. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Also, I have a recommendation of a documentary. You should all go see Triplets. Oh, so yeah. Identical triplets. Oh, my God. Ident- no, it's called Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Whatever. Strangers. I call yeah. it triplets. <laughs> I call it triplets. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a sequel to the DeVito. Uh, <laughs> yes. I just realized that. Yes. <laughs> Go see the triplets movie, yes, Three Identical triplets. Strangers. That's some fucked up shit in that yeah, movie. It's fucked <laughs> up. It was, like an, it was like Nazi-style experiments, although conducted by Jewish doctors. I think it was Austrian. Mm-hmm. Were they? Well, the no. doctor. That no, was the, the main, Jewish uh, the main uh, psychologist. Uh, orphanage. Oh, Jewish orphanage. That's what it was. was I Austrian. didn't even see it. I was too tired that day. Uh, okay. That's Excellent. It. All the way around. Hold on. All I need is Takashi 69. I like how he mispronounces it to fit. I like that Takashi got in there. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's got mystery. Because it's all I need. All right, that's it. Uh, excellent job all the way around. Thank you very much, Ed um, Daly. Yeah, you're welcome. Congrats to us. Thank you very much, Kate McManus. Hey. Playing along with that titty game. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do a Dick's one, too, for you. Next time there's a Dick's one, we'll do an Ed Daly's choice and a Kate's choice. Remember, when you're writing these out, brevity is the soul of oh, wit. I like it when you set the tone. Pete Schlitzky. Schlitzky. Blew up next to Gary Gaetti. Uh Okay. <laughs> That's it. For K. McManus, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 231 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks. Goodbye.